Happy post-Thanksgiving to everyone, and welcome to the last day of November. And it's a Thursday. You know what that means? Welcome. Tomorrow's to December. Talk with your host, Mark, with a C, of course. And for those keeping score, this is a 187th episode in 187 consecutive weeks. And what do we say to that? Kanahara! Okay, right. you guys didn't hear that at all? No, no, no. So who you should have put? Did up? you put it on speaker? Well, we'll talk about that. You'll yeah. play back. We'll definitely have it. I have to work out what okay. the hell's going on right. here. Okay, so how is everybody doing today? Good, good. How are you? How are you doing, Mark? How's our fantastic panel? You guys doing all right? Yeah, doing fine. Yes. Hope you I'm had a great you. holiday weekend. Uh, anyone go away? Anyone go away for the holiday? Oh, we do celebrate my boy's 14th birthday. Michael, where'd you go? We went to LA and we went to a Rams game. Very cool. Right. I think you told us about that. Sharon, you went away? No, it was my boy's 14th birthday. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish them happy birthday. I wish one of them because they're the only ones on Facebook. They're both on Facebook. Yeah, only only one of them came through. Um, Anybody go anyplace interesting? Ben Stelly. Ben Stelly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving? Yes. On Thanksgiving? On yeah. Thanksgiving. My, one of my sons has got COVID. The other one didn't want to make the trip from Jersey here, so we went to Ben Stelly. Where did you go? Bay Terrace? Yeah, Bay Terrace. Okay. <laughs> Bay Terrace. Um, I wanted to say a couple of things before we move on to the sport. What's happening in Bay Terrace? They're going to decide a job. What's his name's fate soon? He's a Bay Terrace Senate, uh, Bay Terrace uh, Senate Congressman. Tony Avella? Not Avella. No. Uh, George Santos. Oh, George Santos. He's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. from the North Shore of Long Island yeah, as well. His office is right on Northern Boulevard. Right? Yeah, Douglaston, right? Who here has Santos as their congressman? We do. We all do. Oh, no, I, we do. I have Grace Meng. Anyway, uh, I was in Target oh. last week. This is a cute one. I was in Target last week. I got a Target every Thursday or Friday, depending upon. Uh, Which one? Which one? I got, Elma? Elma? I, got a, I got a Westbury. Westbury. Oh, Westbury. oh right. A Roosevelt oh, racetrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every, religiously, I'm there every Thursday or Friday. In the Costco. Uh, behind the Costco. Yeah. And I spend over $200 each time I go there. What do you buy? I, I, I buy <laughs> the house. What you're, I mean. you're looking for. <laughs> and uh, the, I must have had over $200 worth of merchandise as I got to the cashier. And I like to just talk to people. So I'm talking to the cashier about various things. Uh, and we're talking and she, they're, they're, she's scanning and scanning. Uh, I thought I have over two. I thought definitely had over 200. I could tell right away. And when the total came to $89. Oh. I, I kept my math surprise. <laughs> and I, I said to my brain, I said, how is that possible? How is that possible? I have over $200 worth of stuff. I know for a fact I have over $200 worth of stuff. Discounts. And, and they said 89 bucks. So I didn't say something's wrong. So I just basically... You know, put my card in like I usually did, right. and they gave me my receipt. 
and off I went. So I felt great. I had a fantastic discount, over a hundred dollars. Right. Have that happened to you guys? <coughs> not a lifetime. That's big on amount, but not in this lifetime. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I was lucky. And maybe yeah. she's gonna be short when they when they do her audit. I don't know. Yeah. But she and scanned everything. Right. I don't know what the hell she did. Did, 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 did you want a minus did, button along the way? Did, did, you look at the, did you look at the receipt to see if it helped? You know, that's a good question. I did look at the receipt. Maybe maybe there were discounts that were off the price that you didn't know about. Over a hundred dollars worth. Yeah. Look at the receipt. Compare the receipt to what you thought prices on each item were. Mark, the least you should do is is that at her hearing to be fired, you ought to be a character reference saying she's ruling. I know nothing. Don't speak English. Nothing. I know nothing. I drinks are on me because I have all that extra money. The more costs for her job. The new, yeah, yes. the, the new target uh, in Lake Success is going to open this century, so you might want to consider that one. <laughs> right. Well, of course, I will check it out because I definitely, I may. Mean, well, not much uh, going on inside, but yeah. 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 On the outside. It's, going, it's opening after the first of the year. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's go. Gerald, you have a sports personality or something different this week, you told me? Well, I wanted to do two things. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're sponsored by Jumping Jacks. Okay. Um, two things I wanted to do this week. First, uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to go over my biography that I presented last week on Mickey Charles Mantle. I have an amplification and a correction. And uh, I know there were a lot of variables involved, and I'll leave uh, some of these conclusions up to the statisticians out there, including uh, uh, Mike, Larry, and 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 uh, Dave. So uh, last week I mentioned that I thought Mantle might have been a better overall hitter if he hit exclusively right-handed. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, amplify that and then and uh, give a correction on what I said last week. So in comparing uh, Mantle as a lefty versus a righty, he was up roughly three times. The ratio was three to one left hand bat left hand at bats versus right hand at bats. Oh, However, his home runs, just looking at his home runs, he had 372 home runs left handed, 164 right handed. So the ratio is 2.3 to one home runs as a lefty versus a righty. So you might want to draw some conclusions there. Um, and more importantly, I reversed this number, and this is the correct number. His lifetime batting average was 330 right-handed, 282 left-handed. And his lifetime batting average was 298. And I had said maybe he stayed a year or two too long. But I submit to you again that if he batted exclusively right-handed, I think he would have had better batting stats then in fact the record shows. Seems like it from what you the stats that you gave. Well, I mean, what did he hit right-handed against right-handed pitchers? That's right. Yeah. Right. He only Third. batted right-handed against righty pitches. This is arguable. I've I read either anywhere from oh, one to four at bats. Hoyt Wilhelm, he definitely batted right-handed against the knuckleballer Hoyt Wilhelm. 
and allegedly he batted three other times right-handed, but he always batted primarily left-handed against righty batters and vice versa. Well, I mean, to me, it makes it hard to draw inferences about what he would have done had he batted right-handed all the time. I mean, if I tell you, I know for sure he would only hit 250 against right-handed pitching if he batted right-handed against them. What do you, then what would you say? Mike, it's just it's just speculation on my okay. part. All right, fair enough. Well, you know, Jerry, if you watched Mickey hit, when he batted righty, he did look more effective. And when he batted lefty, he actually stumbled a little, if you yes, recall. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Well, he hit his he hit his two longest home runs at Yankee Stadium, lefty, and he hit the arguably longest home run in baseball history at Griffith Stadium, righty. Right. Let me yeah. ask you: Wasn't one of them off Pedro Ramos? Yes, Leo Pasquale. Yes. Senators. Yeah, the original Senators. Chuck Stobbs, <laughs> the one with that's also Washington. Yeah, that was Washington in Griffith Stadium. Yeah. The 565 feet or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or 635 feet. I don't know. It was a ridiculous number. Sold for the man in, in the white blue jeans. <laughs> All right. So what do you got today? Because you're already so, three minutes so, in. You have two minutes. So today, so today <laughs> since all the stats are available for the 2023 MLB season, I'm going to review uh, the, the stats for 2023. And next week, I'll go back to biographies. These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2023 MLB season. For the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player, followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Ronald Acuna Jr. 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 Sorry about and, and Shohei Otani, Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson. Cy Young, Blake Snell, and the great, great, great Garrett Cole. Cole. Batting averages, Luis Arias and Yandy Diaz. Home runs, Matt Olson and the great, great, great Shohei Otani. RBIs, Matt Olson and Kyle Tucker. ERA, Blake Snell, and Garrett Cole. Here's some interesting highlights of the 2023 MLB season. Some rule changes were introduced for the 2023 season, including pitch clock size of the bases expanded, 18 square inches from 15, restrictions on shifting, shifting, and the number of pickoff attempts, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Anthony Volpe became the first player since 1901 to steal a base in each of his first three MLB games. Corey Seager became the first player in MLB history to walk five times in a postseason game. On 9:23, Mookie Betts set the record for the most RBIs by a leadoff hitter in a season with 105. Aaron Judge hit his 250th career home run in his 810th game. This made him the fastest player to reach that mark. Julio Rodriguez set a major league record 
with the most hits in a four-game span with 17 on August 19th. And the, finally, the following players joined the 2000 Career Hit Club. Freddie Freeman, Andrew McCutcheon, Jose Altuve, and Elvis Aldress. And that concludes my report on the 2023 MLB season. Anybody want to comment on that? Okay. Thank you for that. All right. Let us move on. And uh, Milton, I think you're yeah. up. But name that too. Okay. This song, this song was from 1982. It appeared in the Valley Girl and also commercials involving Burger King, M&Ms, and Taco Bell. A big hit from 1982. Here it is. Let's hear it. Okay, name the group. Modern English. Correct. Oh. Correct. And name the uh, song. Correct. Good song, right? I name, wanted the, name the song. I melt I melt for you, right? I melt with you by melt modern you. English. Uh written by a guy named Robbie Gray and four other band members. And they were in some movies, commercials. And it was a nice, nice song from 1982. I thought it was a nice it. song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anybody else knew the uh, title or the group? No. Nope. Nope. Well, one up on you guys. Okay. Yes. That's so. And, and I, I'll sign yeah. an affidavit. Milt, Milt did not tell me this beforehand. <laughs> I'm not a stooge. You know, last week you didn't like the song. You know, next I love week the song. I'll go back. I'll go back to the early to the 60s. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Your choice. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Milton. I have two beep beeps this week. One is a woman soccer player who played for Gotham FC football club, Jenna Nyswanga. Never heard of her. N I G H. There's your Ni S W O N G E R. Nyswanga. Any good? I have no, I never seen her. I don't know what her what her uh nationality is, but she played for Gotham. And then I saw uh someone was just signed to the Detroit Lions practice squad. The name is not um a beep beep, but it's a familiar name. Tom Kennedy. <laughs> Remember Tom Kennedy? What was the what was the the, the MC what the what game show? You don't say. You and don't say. Password. Very password. Good, Who? Password. Password. But he's more Chapter known for the, uh, yeah. you don't say, if you remember that. Okay. Uh, this day in sports. Well, today is the 30th. 
But a couple of things happened a couple of days ago, which I thought we should mention. On Sunday, this past Sunday, the 26th, the NHL was formed. You know, I don't have the year. 1926. Okay, the, the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Maroons. The Toronto Arenas. The Ottawa Senators. There's a name from today. Which oh, wow. was back that then. Back the then. Quebec Bulldogs. That's a good name for you. They have only had only five teams when they started on this day in whatever year you said. <laughs> we got the year. What was the 26th? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then on Tuesday, just the, two days ago, the 28th, the mm. Mets, the New York Mets, uh, completed their first trade ever. <laughs> and this was in 1961. Before they played their first game, <laughs> they got Frank Thomas. I believe they give up. That's what I was going to ask. I don't know about that. They just had the first trade. They got Frank Thomas, and that was that. Okay, today, November thirtieth. Here's what happened. The big hurt. Is that no, not that Frank Thomas? Not. <laughs> the original say, Frank Thomas. The original. The original big hurt. I think the one who died this. He died last year, right? He, oh, he okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was anyway, Irish. Yeah. So in 1872, the first international soccer game uh, with Scotland and England, they played in Glasgow and they played to a zero zero tie. How interesting. Zero zero tie. That's why I hate <laughs> soccer. Things don't in 1893. Change. Here's a good one. The the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl. They had it a, maybe last week or two weeks ago. The real Auburn and week. Alabama. They play every year. Uh, well, they played uh, this one in 93, 1893. Auburn won this game 40-16. That means nothing. But all time, Alabama is 38-18-1 and when they play the games in Birmingham. And in Auburn, when they play in Auburn, Auburn, Auburn is 10-7. and When they played, played that game in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, they're two and two, and if they oh. ever played, when they play the game in Tuscaloosa, yeah, oh, I love that name, Tuscaloosa. Uh, they're seven and seven, so they're even along the lines there. But the Iron Bowl in 1912, Canadian Football League, they played the Grey Cup. I think they played the Great, the real Grey Cup last week. I didn't hear yep. any. Mon yeah, Montreal beat Winnipeg. Okay, yeah. I saw nothing written upset on that Winnipeg. at all. Montreal beat Winnipeg. Uh, they upset Winnipeg. Yeah. That's right, Montreal, yeah. They've been losers for a long time. Well, in, in 1912, the Hamilton Alerts beat the Toronto Argonauts. The, the Toronto Argonauts were, what were, juggernauts? <laughs> Back in the early days of uh, the Canadian Football League. Uh, well, in this game, Hamilton beat Toronto. The final score was 11-4. to so you say four is a strange wow. number in football. Then you can get one. Get four in football. Well, you could get two safeties, no. four points, or you could get a, a field goal, which is three. And in Canadian Football League, they have the rouge. You guys know what the rouge is in Canadian Football League? Something to do about a punt. You punt and they don't return it or something like that? No, in the end something, zone. In know. the end zone. The end zone's yeah. 25 yards. Deep, and they have to return everything, I believe. And if they don't get it out, they get one point, which is called the rouge. 
11 to 4. Uh, in 1924, NFL championship, Cleveland Bulldogs winning the title. Uh, they were formerly called the Canton Bulldogs. I, I hope these are the same Cleveland team that uh, that we know Cleveland Browns to be uh, later on. In, in what? the eight, but the eight. used to be Cleveland Rams. Cleveland Rams. Uh, let's see. In 1929, Canadian Football League, the Hamilton Tigers, which are now the Tiger Cats, beat the Regina Rough Riders. But not Regina, Regina, right? Saskatoon. Yeah, in Saskatoon. And now in Saskatchewan, maybe in Saskatoon. Saskatchewan's the province. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1942, baseball's Bill Terry resigns as supervisor of the New York Giants minor league system. So he was still around. He must have died maybe in the 50s. Anyone know if Bill Terry died? Mm-hmm. Okay. Terry, uh, in 48, the, the Negro Leagues uh, disbanded. The Negro League, National League disbanded. I know nothing about the Negro Leagues, how many leagues they had, National League, American League, whatever. But in 1948, the Negro National League disbanded. Now, here's something maybe you older gentlemen would know more than I. In 1952, Jackie Robinson accuses the Yankees of racial bias on national TV. Wow. Anyone ever hear of that or know about that? No. That's something to look up. We do know that the Yankees uh, were one of the last to get a black Yes. Yes. Maybe that's what he was referring to. Especially. Well, that, that was the, supposedly the reputation of George Weiss. Yeah, was known right. as a him, him and Tom Yorkie and the Red the, Amer- <laughs> the American League was very slow, much slower than the National League. And yeah, Clark Griffin and Tom Yorkie they had <clears throat> less enlightened owners than the National League. Well, they got Elston Howard in 1954. Let me ask you, what year did right. they trade Vic Powell? Harry knows about that. Uh, Larry. That's he was I have there. a 56 part of him, not as a Yankee. Maybe 55, 56, I would think. Yeah, yeah George, George Weiss didn't like who Vic Powers, Powers his, friends were. He never made it to the Yankees. Uh, there was a racial thing going on, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. George. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 1954, the 20th Heisman Trophy Award was given to a Wisconsin running back who played fullback. Alan Amici. Remember Alan Amici? Alan the Horse. Alan the Horse. A fullback. When's the last time you heard of a fullback winning that award? Uh, In 56, Floyd Patterson, at 21 years, 10 months, and three weeks, and five days, becomes the youngest world champion. He KOs Archie Archie Moore Moore. in the Mm -hmm. fifth round and becomes the first Olympic gold medalist to win a professional title. And Archie Moore was a light heavyweight originally. So he stepped up into a heavyweight class. Right. right. In 56, a guy named Milt Campbell. Yeah, running. Sets an Olympic yeah. record of total points of 7,937. Upset fellow American and world record holder Rafer Johnson to win the Olympic gold medal in decathlon at the Melbourne Games. You know, in the decathlon. They compete and they get points. And Crazy Rafe, point system. Uh, I don't know that system. Maybe you know better than uh, I. And Rafer Johnson won it in 1960. 
Mm. But uh, 7,937 points in the decathlon. In 59, the NFL football draft had Billy Cannon from Mm -hmm. LSU as the Heisman Trophy winner and number one pick of the Los Angeles Rams. Milton will appreciate this. You know what happened? He went to? LSU. No, but he he went to? Oh, the Houston Oilers. The Oilers. The Oilers. Why he chose to go to Houston Oilers? Could it be money? I don't know. And Milton will appreciate this. In his post-football career, he became a dentist. <laughs> Billy Cannon became a dentist, huh? Yeah. Didn't know that. Him and okay. Gary Quazzo. Oh. Yeah. In 59, the AFL names Joe Foss on today as their first commissioner. Joe Foss. Joe Foss. I mean, what did I say? Bill. Oh, I said Bill? Yeah. I'm reading Joe. I said Bill. Uh, in 71... Emmy and Peabody award-winning TV movie, Brian Song, debuted today. Mm-hmm. Friendship of uh, Bears running back, Yale Sayers, and Brian Piccadilly, played by mm-hmm. James Kahn, and Billy D. Williams. Great, great. great. Uh, if you didn't cry from uh, the end of that, that, that movie. Who played the wife? Who played the wife? Huh? Who played the wife? Who played the wife? Which wife? Which wife? There's or uh, 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 Piccolo. That was uh, what's his what's oh, name? From, um, Father knows Donna best. Uh, no. Father knows best. Right. Which one oh, was Donna it? Reed. No, Donna Reed. Donna Reed. Shelly Fat. Shelly February. February. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Seventy-six. The great Tony Tony Dorsett. From University of Pittsburgh wins the Heisman. That's a good. Uh, Eighty-one. Dave Rigetti wins the Rookie of the Year on this day. How about that one? Strike short uh, season. In eighty-three, Denver Nuggets coach Doug Moe mm-hmm. tells his team to let the Portland Trailblazers to break their scoring record. Let's figure <laughs> out what that means. The Denver Nuggets coach told his team to let Portland, their opponents, to break. I guess Denver had the all-time record in points for a, a game? The NBA. Yes. Why would he say that? I do not know. Uh, mm-hmm. In 1988, New York City Furrier sues Mike Tyson for $92,000 for non-payment of an item. <laughs> so he gets a fur... And doesn't pay. In 93, today, the NFL announces that the Jacksonville Jaguars will become the 30th team in the NFL today. Uh, And in 2015, Kobe Bryant announces he will retire at the end of the current season. And uh, had to do some research. The helicopter crash was in 2020. Well, he was retired for a few years after... He uh, left. Okay, that's all I have on this day in sports. Uh, Gerald? Just want to say two things. Bill Terry died in 1989 at the age of 90. And a question to you guys about Jerry Rice. I thought I heard this week that he admitted that he was using some sticky substance to help him make catches. Anybody hear anything about that? Yeah, it was commonplace. A lot of guys did. See, Blantnikov. (laughs) Who was the guy who played for the Raiders? Blenikov. 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 
The cornerback who stuttered. Jack Tatum? No. No, Lester Hayes did it. I think. Lester, Hayes. Oh, Hayes. Lester, Hayes. Lester Hayes. had a terrible study. He couldn't, they couldn't interview him. And he had stick him on him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. It's illegal Jerry? to have stick him on your gloves? Jerry? I don't think anymore. I don't yeah, think Jerry? anymore. I win. Yeah, Jerry. Doug, I, I was, Jerry Rice was voted by the NFL as the best NFL player in the history of the league. He he was number one. Well, okay. We, we could yeah, that. I'll take that, Jerry. <laughs> take that. <in> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to Larry and your sports stories. Uh, you're sponsored this week by Kitchen Backsplashes. What <laughs> a backsplashes, right? Yeah. Yes. Tell us your story. My story this week is entitled Yet Another Professional Golf League. We already have the PGA and LIV Golf. <laughs> competing against each other for the last couple of years. And they are now planning to merge. So why has another golf league emerged? First on the big picture, developed by Tiger Woods and Roy McElroy, the new golf league is called the TGL. It features team competition rather than individual competition. Also, the TGL has taken to heart what MLB has done to speed up its game and appeal to younger fans. Now on six TGL details. First, the TGL regular season will start on 9 January 2024 and go on for 15 weeks, followed by a short postseason. All games will be played at the newly constructed SoFi Center in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Second, TGL has six teams. Atlanta Drive GC, Boston Common Golf, Jupiter Lynx GC, also Los Angeles Golf Club, <clears throat> TGL New York, and TGL San Francisco. Four great golfers are on the roster for each of the TGL teams, including Tiger, McElroy, John Ram, Patrick Cantlay, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Third, the TGL format has 15 holes, not 18. Nine holes playing with three versus three team members competing, and six holes with only a single versus single team member competing. Fourth, there will be a shot clock with players having 40 seconds to hit the golf ball or face a one-stroke penalty. Also, there'll be limits on timeouts, two for the three-on-three -three competition and two for the one-on-one -on -one competition. Fifth, <clears throat> TGL has struck a deal with ESPN that makes the sports network uh -huh. the official home of TGL. Also, ABC will preview the, the TGL on 30 December. Sixth and finally, okay. the owners of the TGL teams are quite well known in the sports world, including Tiger Woods himself, Steph Curry, Serena and Venus Williams, 
Fenway Sports Group, and Steve Cohen. Oh, good. Okay. But he's 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 he bought this team for a, for a, a member of his family. He's not going to be managing, so don't worry about it. That completes right, my story for this week. I I talked a little bit about that last week, but you went into really uh, more detail than I even knew about. But uh, almost a little bit different than what I talked about last week. If you anybody remembers what we talked about, anybody else have a comment? About this, uh, Tiger Woods looks ready. They say he never looked better. Yeah, Larry, the uh, it's been it's been postponed till twenty twenty five because of damage to the golf course. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Anybody else want to comment? All right. Oh, Gerald. I don't like Steve Cohen being involved in casinos and golf. Do you want to stick to the mitts? He's not That's my he, opinion. He, he bought the team for for a member of his family. I get it. No, I understand. I don't want him to have anything to do with anything but the Mets. <laughs> thank you, Larry. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Let's move on to the Roger Report. The Roger Report is uh, sponsored by Johnny Pumps. Who a Johnny Pump is, right? No. Johnny Pump. Here comes Joe Horn. <laughs> Hydra. Fire Hydra. Oh, fire. Johnny, Johnny, whoops. Johnny, Johnny whoops. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Uh, I remember that. Go ahead there, Raj. Good one, Mark. Uh, not a lot of baseball stuff going on. We got the winter meetings coming up uh, in That's a couple week. of days. We got uh, yeah. But Monday, anyway, Thursday, the Mariners Wednesday. made a trade. They traded that Eugenio Suarez, the third baseman, to the Diamondbacks for catcher Selby Zavala and right-hand reliever Carlos Vargas. So uh, I figured uh, Evan Longoria, I guess, was not the solution for third base, I guess, for the Diamondbacks, as we figured. Um, the Mets, of course, were active. Uh, they hired the ex-Blue Jays manager as their bench coach, John Gibbons. Right. Uh, they signed, uh, you know, Yankee former Yankee pitcher Luis Severino, one year, $13 million. And they added uh, the other day just Joey Wendell, utility guy. Um, you know, I guess he had a good season with the the Rays in 2021. Not very good with the Marlins. Uh, one year, two million dollars, so not not much risk there either. Um, Cardinals with a big splash signing pitcher Sonny Gray, three years, 75 million. Club option for 2027, where it's either 30 million or a five million buyout. Um, he's 34 years old. I mean, obviously he didn't fit well with the Yankees. Um, the Twins, he had a 2.79 ERA. He didn't look good in the in the playoffs, though. It had, and he did actually pitch 184 innings. But uh, you know, you know, pitching is hard to find. But I, you know, I guess he's healthy, so that's that's something. God bless you. Uh, the Brewers <laughs> are close to signing this uh, outfield prospect, this Jackson uh, Chorio, for eight that's years, funny. 80 million dollars. He hasn't played a game yet. He's only <laughs> played eight games above Double A, but. Uh, <laughs> from Venezuela sounds like he's a very good prospect. The previous record was uh, uh, Lewis Robert Jr. prior to 2020 season that the White Sox had signed for six years and $50 million. So this guy must be the real deal if they're locking in for that kind of money and, and years. Uh, also, the Reds were somewhat active. They signed pitcher Nick Martinez, two years, $26 million. He had been previously with the Padres, kind of a spot starter. He's 33 years old. Uh, they also signed relief, right-hand reliever Emilio Pagan uh, for two years, $16 million from the Twins, and he's 32 years old. So that, that's all I have, Mark. 
Anybody want to comment on what he said? Milton? Yeah, just um, there was an article today that the Yankees were in serious discussions for Juan Soto, and they'd be willing to give up not Volpe and not Dominguez, but they could give up Michael King and some other prospects. And they said that was in this discussions were real, whether it happens or not. But let me ask you something. Assuming they get him, what position would he play? You don't want judge in center field. No. Left field. He, can play, he can play left. He's played left before. I know, but he's not God's but, gift to outfielder. But, but yeah. I wouldn't I think it would be a very good thing to have him and uh judge back to back. Oh, yeah. They they shouldn't sign him unless they shouldn't trade for him unless they can get an agreement for for extension contract. They, they would be stupid right. to sign they'd be stupid to sign him for one year when next year they can get him for free free agency for nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think Steinbrenner is willing willing to spend the money now. It doesn't matter. No, no money now. Trade. Give up stuff because the Padres are going to want Dominguez. Do you want to? Do you want to give up Dominguez and his potential for the potential for only having a guy for one year? No, unless they sign him for a longer term contract. Right, and yeah. I think I think the way that goes, if you trade for a guy, you have like seventy two hours to sign him for a long term contract. There's there's some kind of thing like that. Who's his agent? Scott Boris. Yeah, Scott Boris. Right. Yeah. Nemesis for the Mets. Love to see and, his and you know it's going to start high because he turned down four, I think, four hundred and forty million dollars. Yes. I'm not sure yeah. what year, the amount of years from Washington when he was with Washington. Right, and that was crazy, Fred, turning that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his his year last year is good. Uh, he had a terrible year. It wasn't terrible. Oh, was he, no, he had a pretty year. good year. Yeah, it was yeah. good for a mediocre ball player. Yeah, not, yeah. Not <laughs> star. My uh, yeah. my my good friend in Philadelphia is telling me that the Phillies are actively trying to trade for Mike Trout. Yep, I have something mm -hmm. on that coming. Yeah, up. That makes sense. But I, I thought I I thought I heard the Angels told Trout you're not going anywhere. You know You know what? You're not yeah. going. If he, if he says he wants out, they'll trade him. He's going out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Where's where's Chad from? Baltimore? No, Jersey. He's from Jersey. Jersey. He's, 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 he's out South Jersey. He's a big Eagles fan. A big Philly fan. Yeah, he, he's, near, he's near Philadelphia. He grew up a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Big Eagle fan. If you see him, right, if you see him in the winter, he's always at Philadelphia Eagle yeah. games. Yeah. That's right. Let him go. Let him go. All right. Thank you, Roger. Roger, report there. Michael, Roger, Roger. Yankees and Jets, sponsored Yankees by Rainbows. Oh, okay. I like okay. rainbows. Okay. I, I tell you, it's amazing because my assignment are the Yankees and the Jets, and the Yankees just finished maybe the most annoying season I've ever seen them have of all the people <laughs> But now I think the Yankees are, are now in second place because it was so Jets, annoying you know, watching this uh, – Twinkle Toes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, <laughs> getting himself ready for his uh, for the next season is as boggles the mind. So uh, <laughs> I watch this drive me crazy, which leads to my story today. And the, the topic of my story I'll call fate. And the reason why I call it fate is because two weeks ago we went to LA. My daughter picked us up, and we went to my grandson, who was uh, your guest last week. He had a flag football game. And I want to tell you, the way they play flag football for these 11-year-olds, the footballs are very easy to throw and very easy to catch. And the games are spectacular. 
And I was watching my grandson's championship game, and it was so wonderful, you have no idea. Nip and tuck back and forth. And the game actually began to end in my grandson's team's favor when the star team, a great ball player, it looked like, he drops the football for his safety. And he starts to cry. And little by little, my grandson's team wins, and they celebrate, and they have such a wonderful time. And this poor kid is so distraught, you have no idea. Which leads us to the Jets. And there are three most recent quarterbacks, beginning with Mark Sanchez. And this uh, poor poor soul, uh, um, uh, Zach Wilson. And, uh, of course, uh, Sam Darnold. Look what happened to them. And they all have that kind of a potential. And they ended up uh, being what they are. And it's just unbelievable the difference compared to what would have happened if Bledsoe never got hurt for the Patriots. And who knows what Brady would have become. So it's, it's an interesting thing. But um, the, the Jets are a very, very annoying team. And it's very, very uh, hard, disheartening. Could you imagine if you were the parents of Zach Wilson or even Zach Wilson himself? That game last week, the quarterback who replaced Zach Wilson is worse than Zach Wilson. Any <laughs> football fan with a half a brain knows that Boyle is worse <laughs> than Zach Wilson. So they're automatically losing this game. And one of the best teams I've ever seen, the, the Jets, I say, are the, the best crappy team I've ever seen in all my years of watching football. <laughs> all these stars, all these studs. And that's that's the thing. And, and, and it's ridiculous. So that's a story about fate, and it's just unbelievable. It happens time and time again. And as far as the Yankees are concerned, the rumors are Bellinger, of course, and Soto, and this uh, Japanese player, uh, or possibly, they're trying to do everything. As a matter of fact, they're trying so hard to get uh, Yamamoto, whatever his name is. Yeah, Yamamoto. They, they said they'll give him number uniform number 18. And that's sacrilegious because that's Darn Lawson's number. I would yeah, never right give them that. But that's the, post the other thing about the Yankees is uh, they have Brad Arsmus as the new bench coach. So maybe that would work. But uh, I think, believe it or not, the Yankees are going to really, really try to make up for what happened last year. I just hope they, they could never have a more annoying season ever. And actually, if they do have a, a season that's just as annoying, I'll become used to it, so it wouldn't bother me as much. <laughs> All the other Yankees. Bother you. You'll become a Mets fan, right, Mike? Mike, Mike, are you aware that uh, Zach Wilson's uncle was the founder of JetBlue Airlines, and JetBlue is one of the prominent sponsors of the Yankees? Yeah, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, that's cool, too, right? But yeah. as a show, he might be good if he had a different circumstance. Or if we had a different coach, you know, and it's unbelievable. And I think also it has a lot to do with Hackett, who has a coaching ability, a coaching proficiency for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. For everybody else, he hasn't succeeded at all. So it's very, very interesting how the Jet team was set up for this year and how the Jet team fall, for, has fallen. And I'd like to repeat something that I've said very, very early before the football season started, this whole uh, Aaron Rodgers things was not going to end up well for the Jets. I had very, very pessimistic, pessimistic feelings. I didn't think about an injury, but I just had a feeling that it's not going to end well. And even if and when, I hope he gets better, that uh, Aaron Rodgers does get well, 
it's still not going to end up well for the Jets because the Jets are the Jets. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Who's got uh, Gerald? Want to comment? Mike, two questions. Is it a fair statement that the Jets have had more quarterbacks in the last 50 years than any other team? They had more quarterbacks and they had more heartbreak than any team mm -hmm. I've, I've ever seen. The you know, Washington team had a good so much. Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas and, Cowboys. And Mike, and Mike they, the, is it true that Jet quarterbacks have the least amount of time to pass because of lousy offensive lines versus other oh, teams? Without, without doubt. I, without, without a doubt. It's just amazing watching them. But uh, it's going to continue. I don't see any end to this. And Rodgers is a mistake. I really do. He's yeah. a, a drama queen that, uh, for, let's let's face it, 40 years old, you get hurt, he's going to get hurt again. He, have you ever heard a calf muscle? You feel fine walking around after it heals a little bit. It gets hurt again. I have no, no hope for this uh, Achilles injury. You know, unless it's a hoax. And he never really got a, an Achilles injury. <laughs> Just like, uh, His birthday is on Saturday, you know. He turns 40 thing. Saturday. I know. <laughs> I know. Joe. Yeah, I uh, I just want to say I think it's worse than that. I think it's uh, mm -hmm. a case where the inmate is running the asylum. In this case, just yeah. one inmate, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, is apparently dictating everything that the Jets do. You know, it appears I read in at least one place that Salah's job is safe as long as Aaron Rodgers is around. He wants mm -hmm. him. Hackett's job is safe as well. It looks like they, they, they did everything this year to set up everything for Rodgers. Right. Everything right. that was done was done for because Aaron Rodgers requested it, including including that. signing some of the players yeah. who have yes. turned out to be not, uh, Plus, Alan, Alan Lazard and uh, and uh, the other uh, guy. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Yeah. Cobb. They've done yeah. absolutely well, nothing. And I mean, also Billy is, Turner. Yeah, the this is not this is not the way to run an organization. Yeah, to get a quarterback. That's Gerald, what Let Gerald go. No, move on. Obvious observation, Aaron Rodgers is taking time away from developing a young quarterback. Obvious observation. They'll draft a quarterback in the, uh, you know, during the draft this year. No, they, they say that that may be more difficult if Rodgers is around. Mm. They're not going to have anybody. Wilson is, Wilson is, I think, is finished with the Jets. You know, I don't see how they turn it around. And, and don't yeah. forget, you can still get a good quarterback not in the first round. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, look, look tonight. That Dak Prescott was a fourth round draft choice for Dallas, and I can go on and on of guys. Yeah, Aiden right. O'Connell undrafted, starting for the Raiders. Right. Uh, Brock Purdy, last guy drafted. I can go. I can name t ten other guys like that. Tom Brady, yeah. sixth round. Montana oh, was third round. Montana. Exactly. Exactly. You know the. There are more, probably more successes in later rounds than there are in first rounds. Right. Well, another thing to remember, though, uh, if you're a Jets Sam Howell, fifth is, round. Rogers, Rogers at 39 uh, managed to uh, uh, get through a year without a hit, essentially. Right. Yeah. His body will be stronger in 40, assuming that the uh, true. Achilles uh, tendon heals up properly yeah. and that he can he can move around. And so, in a way. I mean, yeah, it's a lost year for the Jets, but I, I think there's a shot at his coming back and being pretty effective, particularly with this guy, Wilson Garrett, who looks to me like an outstanding wide receiver. So I, but you I, don't want him back this year, do you? 
this year? No, no. Was well, that today's time. paper? They're talking about all well, these in the practice uh, now. Well, you got the I'm, 21 days. Forget it. Tried to put them on the roster. Point, it's a waste. It's yeah. just showcase. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> Mark, if anybody here were in charge of the Jets, would you let him play again this year after no. that injury? If no. it was a real Achilles injury? No, no way. That's what his no way. He makes Far his own man. rules, Michael. The, the only way is if the Jets – that things fall right, and the Jets somehow get back into the playoff race, which oh, is come possible. On. Come on, it is <laughs> possible. Really possible. I know it's possible, but no. they're not getting there. Won't have like Buffalo, not, not with that offensive line. Yeah. Okay, right. let's move on, That's Joe. Right. You have some Met stuff for us. Yeah. Met moments. Well, uh, Roger talked about all the trades. Sponsored. Wait, you're sponsored by. It's very important. I mentioned paper towels. All right. <laughs> Hi, Joe. My wife uses a lot of them. Yes, so it's a good good thing to be sponsored by. Anyway, Roger talked about the trades. Um, I know there's a rumor that they may go after Montgomery. Um, Alonzo was seen wearing a sweatshirt or a T-shirt saying that he wants to stay in New York. So I don't know, take that for what it's worth. Um, the Post had an article today that maybe the, the Mets are not going to punt on the 2024 season and they're going to go after um, yes, some free agents. Uh, you know, again, it's all vaporware at this point. We'll see what happens with the um, with the uh, general managers meeting next week. The meeting went with the meetings. Yeah, yeah John, I, they've all, you know, they've again, also... again I, I would say that the, the signing of Severino and uh, Wendell are no brainers. I mean, it's only costing them for what amounts to chump change yeah. for a guy like Cohen, right. Joe. To add That's something, really no that downside, means... Joe. To add that they've really revamp revamping their front office, though. Yeah, they really what they're revamping their front office. Yeah, yeah. So, they hired the, they hired a guy from Bloomberg to run their business operations, right? So we'll see at this point. Uh, you know, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them go after Soto, the Mets. That'd be great. Did you hear that, that yeah. trade rumor that was uh, being thrown around? What's Alonso that? Alonso leaving with Jeff McNeil what? to the Blue Jays for Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. yeah. And Alex uh, <laughs> Manoa. Manoa. Manoa, they said, nope. was so bad last year, he went back to the oh, liners. So, supposedly, yeah. supposedly yeah. They're, they're signing Guerrero's brother for $120,000. Yeah. That's right. That's 17. right. I saw it. I think he's 17 years old, you know, an international star. Well, Guerrero, Guerrero had, a down, had a down year last year, so I don't know. I would... Uh, Might not be such a good idea. I don't... I mean, it's not, a, it's not a bad trade, but I would, you know, I, I'm an Alonzo fan. I think I'm an Alonzo fan, too. I think his average would rebound if they had anybody uh -huh. around him to protect him a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it can't go much lower. Definitely help. No, it Girl. can't. Joe, here would be a dream of mine, Joe. I know it'll never happen. We have three Japanese players on the Mets, Otani, Yamamoto, oh, and wow. Tenga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't think I don't think I'll they're gonna go after I don't think they're going after Otani. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna seriously go after Yamamoto. And yeah. they should. Oh, yeah. They should. Yes. They have until January fourth. Right. For Yamamoto. Right. So they have a month. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's better. Thank that's you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Fred. Let's move on to you. Uh, New York yeah. Giants and Giants. All right. Giants. Wait, you're Giants. Sponsored. You guys Giants. forget your sponsors. Sponsor. Go ahead. Sponsor. Break up the Giants. Is Squeegees. 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> I spent a whole day with these sponsors. Well, speaking of squeegees, because that's where the Giants find themselves. It's two wins in a row. They're four and eight. And I've mapped it out by looking at the schedule. The Giants are trying to squeeze their way into the playoffs. And if certain things happen, like if the Rams lose their next three games, the Saints or the Falcons lose, a lot of things have to happen. And but but the, but, the, but there is a path for the Giants getting in the playoffs. Oh boy! And if, they, if, 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 was, if this weekend happens, we'll start tonight and hope Dallas beats Seattle, which will give Seattle six losses, which will be only two losses less than the Giants. And then a lot of teams lose this week. If uh, let's see, Kansas City should beat Green Bay, Cleveland should beat the Rams. Well, this one's probably not going to happen. Car- Tampa Bay will probably win over Carolina, but you never know. Uh, let me see who else. There's, there's a few other games. Aren't the Browns using a new quarterback this week, Fred? Yeah. And they, 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 well, they, the, the guy played, the guy played very well last week where they started. Yeah. He was injured. Robinson, yeah. Joe Flacco is now their backup. He might yeah. he might play, but yeah, I, wow. think they, I think they, they might be able to beat the Rams. We'll what's, to see. The, uh, what's the Seahawks record now? Six and five. The Cowboys have not beaten any team with a 500 or better. Well, we'll see kid. tonight. And it, and it and it is a feel good story with Tommy DeVito, the local kid. Yeah, it is. Winning, you know, I mean, you know, he's playing, he's playing, he's playing well. I mean, Jets would love Commanders to have a quarterback better than any quarterback the Jets have right <laughs> You're now. Right. I mean, he's, 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 he's winning the games and he's completing. Pa- I was, you know, I know I only scored ten points last week, but I got to tell you, I was very encouraged by the way they threw the ball to Jalen Hyatt. Finally, they they made use of this. Who was the Beletnikov winner last year? Is the best wide receiver in all of college football. He looked very good against the Patriots. Yeah, it would have been nice to score more than ten points, but we'll take the win. Yep. And, and I am not giving up hope until mathematically eliminated. I and hope you're right, Fred. Tommy DeVito does not. He's have a great. He's a great story, DeVito. Yeah. 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 I mean, this weekend actually, Giants are off. I'm looking forward to watching the 49ers and the Eagles. Hopefully, that will be a great game. Fox, the late game. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Well, and Kansas, in Kansas City game. and Green Bay, rooting, rooting hard for Kansas City. The, yeah. the Giants are on Monday Night Football, not this Monday, the week after against the Packers. Oh, and they I, always lose on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I know, but hopefully, you know, we'll see what's Daniel what. Jones yeah. is not around. <laughs> yeah, right, we'll see, what, we'll see what's what. I mean, the, the defense played very well against uh, New England. I mean, I would like to see him prove a little bit against the run. They didn't, you know, they, they could do that. Maybe they'll get some help from the Jets. They'll beat the Falcons. The Falcons are one of those teams that are, you know, the, the problem in, in the N- NFC South, which has the first place teams tied with, with a losing record. So yeah, someone's got to win that. Five and six. Yeah. You know, what else you have, Fred, you have a motivated Barkley, which helps. Right. That's right. The teams, the, the, the giant players haven't quit. They, they, you know, they're playing. And, and you know, that's, you, you get back to, you know, I know we, we, we've talked maybe before about teams teams tanking and all. But, the, you know, but the players don't tank. The players on the field, the actual play, you know, they're out there to win the game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to, Fred, to Fred, don't, Fred, don't dismiss Jordan Love. I watched him I, against. No, I'm the, not. I, I'm not. The Packers have been playing much better lately too. And he yeah. and he's he's turning to be a, de- a very decent and, quarterback. And, 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 I watched and, him and, fact, that was one of the re- that, that was one of the reasons they said they didn't flex that game out of Monday night. 
was because Giants and Jets of uh, Giants and Packers have both won two games in a row, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're in, and they're on the cusp of the uh, of the playoffs. No, no, Jordan Love is playing mm-hmm. better. I'm not this. I'm not dismissing the Packers. I'm just saying that there there is a path there somewhere. Mm. But, they don't have to have to beat the Eagles twice. I know. Well, I'm hoping that maybe they can that's, steal that's one game in a minute, and then the last game, game of the season, the Eagles will have things wrapped up. I know they have to beat the Eagles twice. Yeah. I, I know it's not realistic, but it's mathematically <laughs> there. All right. And as long as it's mathematically there, I will – I will continue to watch the games as, as a third as a third generation Michael as a third generation Giant fan passed down from my grandfather and father. It's Michael, look how perceptions change. Right for a while, yeah. uh, uh, Zabel was a, was a bum all of a sudden. After last year being the coach of the year, and then yeah. he becomes a bum. And the same thing, they don't get a tell. Tell us about Wink Martin there. What's your story with him? Right, all of a sudden, yeah. there's no kind of coaching problems. Yeah, it depends on you. Yeah. If you believe Jay Glazer, they say, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the story is. Who knows? I'm not there. We're not there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gerald. I want to ask this question. I know nothing about this. When it comes to uh, setting the TV football schedule, yeah. let's say they choose the Jets in the beginning of the year to be game of the week, two or three weeks. And as the season progresses, they see that the Jets stink. They they cannot make a change. They have a commitment. They're stuck with it. Is that the end of? End I, of the- I I think they could only flex games out the last certain amount of weeks of the season. I think oh, the back end of the season. Yeah, I'm not sure okay. exactly how, but yeah. I know because the Jet the Giants were top heavy on uh, prime time games early on in the season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, Gerald, because the Eagles Seahawks has been flexed to Monday Night Football in Week 15, December 18th. They're replacing the Chiefs and Patriots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Patriots We give you plenty of time to change. That's going to be a bloodbath, Roger. Patriots. All right. Anything else there, Fred? No, that's it on the Giants. Okay, Howie, West Coast report. Okay. Sponsored by AC Cords. <laughs> All right. Well, as mentioned, this su- Sunday afternoon on Fox, the late game will be the Niners at the Eagles. And uh, there was an article out here, why the Niners can win. Number one, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, has become the most efficient <laughs> passer in football. At first, you know, they, he, he was being criticized during the uh, three-game losing streak. He wasn't exactly accurate, but he's become Mr. Automatic. He's leading the league in completion percentage, 70.2%, and yards per attempt, 9.4 attempts. And uh, he doesn't play it safe either. He ranks eighth in total air yards and third in passing attempts over 20 yards. The Eagles have a clear weakness in the in the middle. The Niners uh, can use different personnel on offense. We're talking about uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, so uh, they could be they could be really uh, hitting that, that Eagles weakness. 
The defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Now, the Niners are with their third straight defensive coordinator because each year their defensive coordinator gets hired to be head coach. But what they did with Wilkes, especially after they lost three games in a row, he was sitting upstairs. They've moved, they moved in the last game, they moved him down to the uh, playing field, and it, hmm. it worked out pretty well for them. Why the Eagles can win? They still hold the edge in the trenches. Uh, they're just, their line is just, uh, defensive front line is just really great. Uh, Jalen Hurts is best when it often matters. And uh, he's just great in combat, combat and it's hard to bring him down. And uh, well, they have added help. I'm not sure if Dallas Goddard, their tight end, is going to be back. Uh, but uh, we'll see on Sunday. But it should be a really, really close game. These are the two best teams in the NFC. Uh, maybe throw in... Uh, Detroit. The Lions, yeah. Maybe the Lions, maybe Dallas. Yeah. You know, never know. Yeah. By the way, uh, you mentioned... Guys mentioned quarterbacks. <laughs> For those of you who get Netflix, there's a great series on called QB and follows yeah. three quarterbacks from last year, 2022. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Marcus Mariota, and it was last year when Mariota played for Atlanta. He, he now, I think, is backing up uh, Earth on the Eagles. And Kirk Cousins, who got injured just like uh, Rogers did this year. But it's an excellent, excellent series. Very good. Also on and Netflix, also on Netflix is a oh. Yogi Berra documentary, It Ain't I, Over. I saw that. It's excellent. It's exactly. Yogi, Yogi exactly. documentary. It'll bring you the to The only thing I have with, the, uh, with, with baseball is there's a growing feeling. I don't know where it's come from. The fan base is that the Giants are being used to inflate the amount of Otani's contract uh, that they, they use to say, oh, we like the other Giants, but really he's going to end up with the Dodgers yeah, or something. Everybody's I did hear something that the Red Sox are out, the Cubs are out, and even Texas is out. So I, I don't know. To me, the, the Dodgers sound like uh, the number one pick. We'll see. The Giants also... Uh, interested in Yam Yamamoto? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Yamamoto. 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 Yeah. Yamamoto. And of course, they'd love to have uh, Cody Bellinger. Mm. Let's see. Mets That's it. Anybody want to comment on his report, uh, Mike? Yeah, I uh, I watched the 49er Seattle game this last weekend, and one of the things that uh, came out was that not only did Trent Williams return as the left tackle? It's kind of an all-pro level left tackle, but their left guard also returned. So they had the the starters on the offense on the left side of the offensive line for the first time. The importance of that is in part that they have a place they can attack, right? Mm -hmm. in, a, in a pinch, uh, somewhere where they can go that that they have a pretty good chance of uh, advancing the ball a yard or two, if not uh, further down the field. On the other side of it, uh, Philadelphia, the interesting thing to me about their team is that their best passer quarterback uh, is also their best runner. 
Yeah. Right. He's outstanding as a runner. Yeah. He's fast and he's big and he's tough to bring down and he heads to the sidelines if he can. And he goes down to try to protect his body, which is wise on his part. And finally, tickets for that game, the 49ers against Philadelphia are going in the range of the cheapest tickets are going in the range of 250 to $300. Whereas if you would like to see Atlanta against the Jets, you can get something in the mid 20s. So you can see 10 games involving the Jets. That type of game. Or about a weekend, the Jets came down to $10. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Joe? Oh, one quick question. Isn't Yeah, Jimmy just Howie was mentioning Jalen Hurts before. I, I don't know. I was watching the game on Sunday, and there was one pass. I don't know if it was the one that won the game, but he somehow managed to break free when nobody thought he could. Mm -hmm. And he got and he threw that touchdown pass, that beautiful pass into the end zone. Yeah. That's the, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and don't forget that was a great game. And, and don't forget Jalen Hurts was a second round pick, not a first round yeah. pick. Right. Howard, Howard right. if I'm not mistaken, isn't Joe Feliciano uh, an ex giant being starting at, at guard yeah, he, for them? He, yeah, he was two two centers ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was he was he was at the Giants two years ago, oh. his starting center. Okay. Anybody else? All right, let's move on. Mike, DC and surroundings report mm. sponsored by Tire Gauges. Tire gauge is valuable. Right. Got to have those. Okay. Um, all quiet on the uh, Nationals scene uh, front, I guess I should say. Uh, if you were expecting uh, fireworks from them this winter, uh, keep your expectations uh, uh, <laughs> under control because you won't see them very much. On the Commanders, uh, the the game on Thursday night was right after we had met, and uh, of course they got blown out yep. uh, by Dallas. And then yep. there were some interesting developments after that. All the discussion had been on Rivera and yep. whether he could last out the season, whether they would wait till the end of the season to fire him, do something. And so a couple of days later, uh, something very strange happened. Uh, according to the papers, uh, Harris consulted with Rivera on what changes they should make. And Rivera uh, said, I think our defensive coordinator should go. And that's Jack Del Rio, who's supposedly a friend mm -hmm. of, uh, of Rivera's. And he also thought the defensive backs coach should be mm -hmm. let go because uh, they had drafted at the corner position and didn't feel that uh, there was much uh, development to, uh, to, uh, to, to see. Uh, from the, the people they had they had uh, drafted, so that was what was done. Del Rio's gone. The defensive backs coach is gone. Rivera will call the defensive signals, and we'll see where things go. I would think Rivera will be still let go after the season, but it looks like he'll be given a chance to see what he can do uh, if he's both the head coach and the defensive coordinator. The Wizards. The Wizards. There was a, a clash of titans. Between the Wizards and Detroit, <laughs> on, Monday, on Monday night in Detroit, uh, both teams coming in with something like two and thirteen or two and fourteen records. Two and fourteen, yeah, two and fourteen, yeah. and Washington just overwhelmed them, just pounded mm. the heck out of them, won somewhere in nineteen points or something yeah. like that. And uh, I watched part of it, and my impression was Detroit has absolutely no interest yeah. in winning games. 
uh, they run up and down the court, yeah, and they shoot and you know all that, but they sure didn't look like uh, they were very intense, and the Wizards got pretty much the shots they wanted, particularly inside, and uh, it was it, it didn't take long before the Wizards established them themselves as the better team. Now, for those of you that would worry that they might have developed swelled heads out of this <laughs> victory, uh, rest assured, <laughs> they went into Orlando last night. They got beat by about 20, I think, or roughly somewhere in there. You're right, Mike. 139 to 120. Yeah. Looking at the box going there. Yeah, right. Okay. And this was, you know, much more typical of the performance of the Wizards uh, this year. Uh, not a whole lot of defense, some pretty good shooting on the part of their uh, their better players, but uh, nowhere near enough to uh, to make a real game of it. And finally, the Caps. So the Capitals are on the West Coast right now, and they continue to have problems scoring. Scoring, uh, they, their record is 11-6-2, which is not bad. But three games ago, they got shut out. Somebody beat them 4 5 nothing, something like that. Then they went into San Jose against one of the weakest teams in the league and got beat 2-1. to one. And then they played uh, last night against the LA Kings, and they won 2-1. to one. So the defense seems to be better uh, this season than it has been in previous the last few few years, but they they are not scoring. So to what can we attribute this? Well, I've already commented, I think, a week ago about the weakness of the power play. At the time, they were last in the NHL. They're still going to be very low because they're not scoring much on the power play. They may still be last in the league. But when you really put your finger on it, there is something wrong with Ovechkin. Either he's being used incorrectly or he's just slowed down to a point where he's no longer effective. His, if you look at the last two seasons for him, uh, 42 goals and 50 goals in the last two seasons. So, and this was this was pretty much what he did uh, almost every year. Uh, you know, the COVID year might be a little different, but most years you could expect him to score 40 goals and up. So that means about a half a goal a game, right? That you would expect from Ovechkin. This year he has five, two of them in, in, into the empty net. So in, in most play, you could say only three goals. So they're missing his most of the half a goal a game that they expect from him. So they have 46 goals on the year. They've played 19 games. So they're scoring about two and a half a game, somewhere in there. They've actually, their, their goals for and against is 46 and 51. So they aren't even scoring as much as their opponents, yet they're winning games because they're winning close games and relying on their defense to do it. If they could figure out a way to bring back Ovechkin, and this may not be possible given where he is physically now in terms mm -hmm. of speed and so on, um, you know, it would, it would it would raise their uh, goal output by 20% from, say, two and a half to three if he was scoring normally. I don't know whether that's possible, but uh, it's an obvious uh, problem that they have on ongoing basis. So that's where we are. That's my report. Thank you. Wayne? Yeah, two questions for you, Mike. One is, would the commanders draft a quarterback or an offensive lineman, assuming they're not drafting the first two or three picks? Hmm. Well, they won't. I, well <laughs> yeah, I think enough. It, between those two, at least my feeling would be an offensive lineman would make more sense if they can get a really good tackle. 
Um, you know, the offensive line is weak. I think they they regard their quarterback as developing, uh, showing promise, and enough so that they probably would not want to blow up for a number one, you know, top draft choice to get another quarterback. Um, I mean, they have other holes too. They, they, well, they're very much like the Giants. Um, my other question, having a senior moment, weren't, weren't the, the Nationals up for sale? Did they sell? Or what's the story there? The story with the Nationals is that there's a dispute within the family that owns the team as to what to do. I think uh, the son of the previous owner, Ted Lerner was the name of the previous owner. Now it's Mark Lerner. My understanding is that he would like to keep the team. He's running the team. He probably finds it interesting and kind of challenging and all that kind of stuff, stimulating. But uh, one of his sisters, maybe more members of the family who own shares, want to sell the team cash out so that situation continues uh unresolved thank you so, yeah that that that's that situation they're also in a in a brouhaha with the orioles over the television contract and who owes what uh it, that's a long story which i won't go into here uh, let me also say that with regard to the commanders you probably know they not only have a first but they have two seconds and two thirds right they traded those two defensive ends, so they got a second and a third for them. So they do have a pocket full of high draft choices that they can use to buttress the offensive line. Somewhere in there, they, they could take a chance on a quarterback. I just don't see it right now. Okay. Joe, you've been waiting? Yeah, no, just um, you think, um, Mike, that there's any chance that Lerner, Mark Lerner might be able to put together enough um, – partners to buy out the rest of the family and stay in control just speculation but yeah sure wants it badly enough yeah um i have i've seen nothing on that okay i haven't so either I haven't, but it just just yeah, occurred I mean, to it makes me some sense to me but it but i have no information on that okay maybe larry larry might know something do you know anything more larry no i think you hit it right on the head it's a it's a it's a family dispute mm. okay mm. typical family <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mike, on that. Okay, let's let's move on. I got a couple of quickies here. Um the Mets. They hired a first base coach and a third base coach. Never heard of these guys, but some of them have some back background here. Anton Richardson, best known for the player who scored the winning run on Derek Jeter's final game at Yankee Stadium when Jeter singled, will be their first base coach, Anton Richardson. And a third base coach, they have Mike Sabor, S-A-R-B-A-U-G-H, so former Cleveland coach. So those are two new coaches they're gonna, going to have down the line here. Uh, the Mets and the Phillies will be playing in London for a two-game set in June. Hmm. In June 8th and June 9th. So that should be very interesting. Uh, besides uh, Yamamoto, not Manny Moto, but Yamamoto, <laughs> um, there's another lefty, let's see, a Japanese lefty named Shota, Japanese name, yeah, Imanaga. 30 years old, 2.80 ERA last year, 148 innings. The winningest Japanese pitcher last year, he's been posted. So now that's Shota Imanaga. And they also have a third pitcher who's going to be posted, 
A righty relief pitcher, 29-year-old. His name is, I hate these names, Naoyoki Uwasaga. Uwasaga. Anyway, so there's three Japanese guys who were available. Uh, we talked about last week, the Padres signed Mike Shields. Shields? I think I say his name? Shield. Shield? 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 Shield. As their new manager. Um, Andrew Bailey. Remember Andrew Bailey Shield. as like a nothing baseball player? Yeah, Wagner College. Yeah, well, he's going to be the Boston Red Sox pitching coach, if he did not know uh -oh. that. Um, that that Mike Trout to Philadelphia rumor, which I read this week, Trout and cash money for uh, Nick uh, Castellanos and some guy named Justin Crawford. I never heard of Justin yeah. Crawford. That's the rumor at the moment. And then today I saw an article in one of the papers that that Hall of Famer Andre Dawson yeah is very right. upset. Right. He wants his plaque in Cooperstown changed from Expo to Cub. Uh -oh. Identifies more as a Cub than an Expo. And he's been having these conversations and discussions with the Hall of Fame. He was inducted, I think. What when was he inducted? I don't even have the date here, but oh. a long time ago, right? Prior to 2001, players can dictate which cap they will be on their plaque. Uh, but since, since 2001, the hall decides. There was a story of what happened, what made them change. Wade Boggs, who played for the Red Sox, played for the right. Yankees. He also yeah. played for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. When he when he was nominated, you know, picked to go into the Hall of Fame, Tampa Bay offered him lots and lots of money to go in as a Tampa Bay Devil Ray. Can you imagine that if he said yes to the money and he goes in as Tampa Bay with the cap? So right away the hall says that should be our decision, not the player's decision. Um <laughs> but nothing has happened on that front. The uh the Hall of Fame ballot is going to be announced January 23rd. First time is Adrian Beltre, Joe Mauer, David Wright, Jose Reyes, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Returnees, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, A-Rod, Manny, Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizquel, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley's, Francisco Rodriguez, and Tori Hunter. Someone should be getting in there, right? It should be nice, nice little class there. A couple of first timers I see getting in. I see Beltre and Mauer getting in right away. Um, World Series, Texas, 61 full shares. Each player is getting $506,000. Diamondbacks for losing the World Series, <laughs> three seventy-one full shares. $313,000 per share. Before I continue, Gerald Black. Andre Dawson was elected to the Hall of Fame in 2010. And uh, my favorite question, the Grom and Scherzer are definitely getting World Series shares? They get money at a full share, yep. Uh -huh. be sure I can't see them not getting a full share. <laughs> um, the two deaths, one we talked about 
a little bit last week in baseball. Guillermo Willie Hernandez, and he has some baseball cards under the name Guillermo, 69 years old, uh, no cause mentioned, 1984 MVP and Cy Young winner with the Tigers, three-time All-Star, uh, a lefty reliever for 13 years, in 84 Willie, the year he won that award, he was only 9-3, 32 saves, 1.92 ERA in 80 games. But I guess back in those days, those were great numbers. It seems like average numbers for today's game. Uh, 11 pitchers have won Cy Young and MVP the same year. Uh, I'm not going to ask who it was, but that was the year the Tigers started 35-5 and five and went on, right. to, and the, went on to roll. Yeah, yeah. Then we learned that Ron Hodges, former yeah. Mets, yeah, so 74 yeah. years old, catcher, 12 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Member of the three World Series that lost to the A's. Career, 19 homers, 147 RBIs, a 240 batting average. But we knew him. We knew him as a New York Met. Uh, he's famous for that play. I believe it was 1969, maybe 73, I think 69, when the Pirates, Dave Augustine, hit a ball. Um, Pirates against the Mets at, at Shea Stadium. The ball hit, ball was going to go out. The ball hit right on top of the wall, came back to Cleon, who threw the ball perfectly to shortstop Wayne Garrett at the time, who threw home. And Mr. Ron Hodges made the tag on right. Rich Zisk at home play. I guess it was an important game for them to continue on to uh, to move on to uh, pennant winning season. Yes, Jeremy. Ron Hodges was a Met for twelve years. Yeah, yeah, twelve years. I said, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, let's see what else we have. That's so we we failed to mention that uh, the Cowboys. Deron Bland, five interceptions for touchdowns this year. Pick sixes. Truly amazing, right? Come to think about it. Uh, five TDs. And every time he intercepts the ball, they think he's going for a touchdown. And there's still more games to do. Uh, we didn't talk about Tim Boyle and that pick six interception. 99 oh, yards. Hail Mary. <laughs> It's a typical for the Jets, right? Out of, out of all the things in the Jets' history, with the butt fumble and everything else you think of, and the four-play uh, Aaron Rodgers, and this goes on and on and on, but a 99-yard interception yep. on Hail Mary. Untouched. Untouched. By human hands. Untouched. Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I mentioned that the Cowboys have not beaten any team with a 500 or better record. Um, oh. they 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 beat the, the Giants, the Washington, New England Jets, Carolina Rams, and Chargers. So very interesting. I asked uh, what the record is, uh, what Seattle's record is this week. Carolina fired their coach Frank Wright. One in oh. ten. This is his first season. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Last they figured the quarterback too. wasn't wasn't producing. That was the first round pick. Young? Yeah. Bryce Young. Yeah. 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 He's not having a good year. And you heard about Blake Martinez, uh, former giant linebacker. 
He signed on to uh, he signed on with Pittsburgh from Carolina's practice squad. So I wouldn't be surprised if they activate him in the final games. Tiki uh, um, Barber. He is. Um, he went on to the second round yeah. of the NFL Hall of Fame. So they're down to twenty-five names now. There'll be 15 uh, early next year. Then they narrow it down again to see who makes the Hall of Fame. You think Tiki Barber going to make the Hall of Fame? No. His brother made it. Yeah. Brother's a brother. player. College, uh, college football. Uh, of course, who's the four, the four teams? Iowa State loses to Michigan, and they bounce them down to six. So, like, look at no respect. <laughs> But yeah, you know, but the teams that ten and zero, you got to move them ahead of them, right? They they lost the game. Yeah. Georgia is playing Alabama this weekend, right? Championship weekend in college uh, in college football, yeah. the conference championships. So uh, Alabama right now is sitting, I believe they're ninth, no seventh, seventh, right or eighth, seventh. Seven Texas is sixth, um. Right. So they're playing for a championship. Michigan is playing, I believe, Iowa for right. the championship. Uh, Washington is sitting at number four. three. Three. Florida State is four. Florida State is four. Right. They're three and four. Washington is three. Florida State is four. But, but Oregon is sitting at five. So this could change. As these games are played this weekend, if you follow college. And what happened to Colorado this year? We talked about Colorado, <laughs> Deion Sanders. Gonna go pro, having a fabulous first couple of they're Just, four and eight. Now they're ready for middle of the night. I think they won three out of the first four games. <laughs> yeah. Warren Sapp is gonna join their coaching staff next year. Good. Good to hear that. Uh, a couple more things, and I'll, I'll be quiet. Congratulations, if you didn't hear this one. Locally, Garden City High School. Right. I, I know Garden City High School really well because I taught in their junior high school early in my career. They won their sixth high school championship in their conference in the last seven years. They've won 42 games in a row as they beat North Babylon. And it's a three-peat for them, and they're 11th uh, crown altogether. Okay, I'm going to shop for a few minutes. I, I think uh, Gerald has something to say. Just wanted to mention about uh, hedge fund manager David Tepper owns the Carolina Panthers. Some people say he's one of the worst owners ever. I think they've had in the last five years four coaches and two or three interim coaches. You, you guys have any comment on that? Yeah, they – they, they made a big mistake a couple of years ago when they fired their coach in the middle of the season. And Wilkes, who's now, I think, the 49ers defensive coordinator, he went 6-6 six and six as the interim coach, and they, they didn't give him the job. Right. And there was some accusations they didn't give him the job because of a little bit of, of, of racial tinges. He went on to the 49ers. They hired a college coach who they fired, who's now the coach in Nebraska. And it was a big injustice that they that they didn't give the job to Wilkes because he did a great job and they went to lead that team to a 500 record in the 12 games. So you're right, he's a terrible owner. And they have a they have a history of not being good ownerships. Before that was Jerry Richardson who was got involved in a couple of scandals also. So it's it's not a very good franchise. 
All right, Fred, you take it over now on basketball. I'm sure you have some basketball stuff. Right. In well, season the, the in-season tournament quarterfinals are set. The Knicks will be playing Milwaukee, which means they'll be playing the Bucks for a fifth time in the fifth game season. <laughs> Celtics will be playing Indiana. And in the West, New Orleans and Sacramento and Phoenix and the Lakers. The winners of those games will advance to Las Vegas. Yeah, one hour. Now, there's an interesting sidelight to that, which has come up that – People have noticed that the teams that did not get it, when you look at come April, when you look at the playoffs, if it's a one-game thing, that could be Knicks could be at a disadvantage. If they lose to Milwaukee, and then like the Nets are playing two games next week of teams who didn't make it, so they, they got an extra game against the Wizards, who, as Mike alluded to, is, is like one of the worst teams in the league outside of the Pistons, and they're playing the Hawks. And those could be more winnable games. So there's been some talk that they need to do something maybe to, that that could be an inequity if they do this in-season tournament next year. And Is is the records count for the semifinals? I don't think so. No, they do, except for the championship game. Oh, I the thought championship the, championship game, okay. the championship game is the only game that will not count in the regular okay. season. Okay. But in, in as far as the regular season, if you look at the – in the East – Surprisingly, the Orlando Magic, of, mm. who are below everybody's radar here, have a thirteen and five record. I've seen a couple of their games. They, they're they're looking a very good team. They got a lot of young guys. They had the number one pick last year in in uh, uh, Benchero from Duke, and people are saying, why did they pick him number one? Somebody else was supposed to go. And he's playing very well, and they, gonna, they're a team that nobody really thought about in the playoffs picture before. Yeah. But they're they're really playing well, and mm -hmm. the the Knicks the Knicks are ten and seven are beating up on the teams that they the games they need to win they they're playing the Pistons tonight which should be a, should be a win I mean nothing is taken for granted, and we'll see what what this in see I don't know if anybody watched any of these games Tuesday night when teams were trying to win mm -hmm. by by a certain amount, and it was it was just interesting to do it and, and somebody was saying that the you know, like Orlando was three and one in the in in the in season tournament. The Nets were three and one, but because of point differential, they didn't get they didn't get in. And maybe they, they might have to change some of that next year if they do this. <laughs> Somebody said they should. One, one suggestion was they should keep track of who wins by quarters to, to, as a tiebreaker instead of point differential. Fred, but, you know, Fred, Fred, what was it? What was the purpose of this tournament? Like, Money. It, it, it was. It was first of all to to get more people interested in the regular season it's it's based upon and i don't know a lot about how it works but it, it's a concept it's a european concept i think the the soccer leagues over in europe do this and i know that i think the english premier league does it and some other countries and maybe some of here can explain the, the you know reason behind it from from a european standpoint was they it was to gather interest more in in, in the regular season it's been on the back burner, they've been talking about it for a few years now. Why would anybody? Why would anybody care? It's <laughs> great question. You're right. We don't care, but the players are getting five hundred thousand dollars to win the yeah. tournament. Yeah, if you win the tournament, each player gets five hundred thousand, which is a lot of money for this guy's like a number fifteen guy on a you know on the team. Right. Yeah, right. You know, it's right. money, and it's something. Something they said. It's just the. Uh, I mean, the players are playing with the. If you saw the games the other night. The, like the, the net game, the Knicks. Uh, I was watching something at West. I forget it was. The players are playing with intensity, and they, and they really do care about it. You know, it, it wasn't. You know, 
it, it was not a typical Knicks-Charlotte game in the middle of November, you know, Tuesday night. Right. Well, That's the answer to the question, uh, Fred. Yeah. They're trying to make the season more interesting early on in the season yeah. where nobody really pays attention. So that's why that's one of the reasons for the tournament. Yeah. But there was no press, no standings until recently. I saw who's playing. Right. I, saw, I in think the, I saw it once in the post or maybe twice. And okay. I saw it. You're right. There were, I mean, I think on Monday or Tuesday, the post had a thing with point differential, what, what each team. So you could figure out, like, I think the, the Knicks went in there with 18. They were plus 18. And the, the self, somebody at the Nets, the Nets needed to win their game by like, 18 points or 19 points. They won by 12. Right. See? Yeah. Well, yeah. A couple of people want to comment there. Um, Howie? Well, I know nothing about soccer, but yeah. I do know I love the program Ted Lasso. And no. I remember during uh, that, that run that there were times where they played another team that was out of their league. Yeah. But if they could win and have enough record, they could jump to the better league. Of course, the NBA doesn't offer that. Right. It was all for money. Uh, whereas in soccer, they you can actually right. improve your team. Yeah, I think if the NBA had that, I think it's called relegate. The Pistons and the Wizards would be relegated to uh, <laughs> and, 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 and San Antonio Stars to a second division team. I think it's, I think that's yeah. how it works. All right, Michael. And then you know Mike. what fascinates me? Which about me? You know, you know what fascinates me? How do they decorate those floors? I mean, the uh, yeah. what they did to uh, Barclays Stadium, they Barclays Field, uh, uh, all the to this to the seats. I, I can't find them how they do that. How they do it? I don't know how, but they, they it's did. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole concept of the, of showing the runway, like it was the, the runway to, to Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Mike. Okay. Uh, two, two, three quick points. Um, I looked up the statistics on the power play in the NHL. You know who leads it? It's the New Jersey Devils. Right. They score on 37% <laughs> of their power plays. Washington is at about five and a half percent. They're by far the worst team in the league. Nobody else is below nine percent. There's a few of them around there. Uh, second thing I'd say is if I had to make a prediction as to what the commanders will do with their number one draft choice, it will be a defensive end if there's a, a good one available because they traded away both of them. They have to re-strengthen uh, that position. And finally, if you follow high school basketball, which a few of us do. But if you're familiar with the format in Indiana, when they get to the state tournament at the end of the season, every single high school right. is eligible to be in that tournament. Right. Not everybody actually, uh, you know, participates in the tournament all the way up. But occasionally you'll get a, a very small school upsetting one of the bigger schools and so on. It's a big deal. And I, there was even a movie, I think. Uh, yeah, Hoosiers. Yeah, that featured that. It was still the case when I was out there uh, in the Midwest going to college. I don't know whether they still do it. But the point of that is that that's that's kind of what goes on in England in the Premier League and the other mm. leagues. One of those in-season tournaments involves everybody. And, of course, there's elimination uh, rounds and everything. Not everybody plays everybody, naturally. But mm. there, there are opportunities for teams from the lower divisions to beat or uh, take on and, and beat even uh, some of the upper league teams, although fine, usually it ends up with uh, premier league teams. 
playing with one another. That is not the criteria under which they relegate or advance. Uh, that's done with regular season records right. in the Premier League. That's it. Joe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple of points. Um, the Knicks almost didn't make it. They were they lost. They gave up the first 19 points in the oh, uh, third quarter to Miami and amazing came back and beat them. That, that but, was a uh, very Butler intense, missed that, that three-pointer at the end. So that's that how they got very into the tournament. Game. Yeah. Otherwise, if they lost, they wouldn't have been in it at all. And that's the second right. thing is, I think that the, uh, the Carolina Panthers hired Frank Reich as a quarterback whisperer for uh, Bryce Young. And we've all seen how that turned out. And I think he took the fall for it. Yeah. I, I, but you're I right, Tepper, it, Tepper, there was a big article in the Times about it uh, from, the, you know, the, all the time sports I, now is through the athletic. I think but there was a big article on Tepper that he's been a very hands-on owner and, yeah, um, yeah. you know, hadn't done any good. Right. I think it didn't help so. do any good for Carolina that how well C.J. Stroud is doing with, with yes. the number two pick. Right, they're yeah, comparing them. You yeah, know, when, right. you have a, when you have that comparison. Right, who was doing well, the thing the uh, the thing about Young is that he's a relatively uh, I think he's an also an absolutely short quarterback. I think he's like five ten or something. Yeah, is he? I think I think you're yeah. right. He's yeah, very he's... short. I yeah. mean, you yeah. know, six six feet now is considered to be short, and it's like yeah. you know, there's yeah. almost no one ever drafted under that yeah. anymore. Right. And he's about five ten, and there was a lot of people who felt that you know it was a it was a taking a chance. So, who knows. All right, Wayne. Yeah, Jeff, you're you're a hockey maven, probably more so than anyone else up here. What would you think if they did the same thing in hockey? They're doing it in basketball with the, with a in tournament. Would you do you think it was stupid, or do you think they would do it? It broke up, Wayne, from my end stupid. anyway. I know. I said you're a hockey maven. What would your thoughts uh, be if hockey did the same thing that basketball is doing? In my mind, it's just stupid, but I uh, might be in a minority. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. In hockey, the Rangers rebounded last night from probably their worst game of the season on Monday night, and, they, yeah. and then this still playing very well, and they they got Adam Fox back, which is good. Yeah, I got pissed off last night. I shut the game off at two to one. I, I you know what I did? I, I had DVR the game because I was doing other stuff. So I just kept fast forwarding until I stood it. So I said maybe they'll do something. So I, you know, and then then I then I fast forward. And I saw it was three two. I said let me see how this how the goal scored. This is the goal by Vessi. Yeah, unbelievable. Like you swatted it in. Yeah, yeah. why why wasn't that high sticking? Because because it, it wasn't above a certain level. That's why. Oh my God! So you have to be a above. That's how they explain it on TV. That it, that the stick has to be above, above a certain level. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remind I remind all the diehard Ranger fans think back of last year Boston Bruins. So I wouldn't be jumping. I up know and down first right round now. that will never happen this year. Never happened. Go go a different game. They have a, the, uh, they have a Jewish defenseman. It's a different story. <laughs> the uh, All Star Weekend in hockey. Uh, with all the different events they have, they're going to have a women's three-on-three -three <clears throat> game. Something new during that weekend, three-on-three -three women's game <clears throat> for the All-Star weekend. Three. It'll be interesting for the women's uh, out there. Uh, Freddie, you done with the basketball? Because I had one more Yeah, yeah and, then, and the Nets are holding water. The Nets are doing better than expected. They're, not, they're nine and eight. They're going to get Cam Thomas back. 
and uh, and, and the NBA is is moving along. It's going to be. It looks like there's a lot of tight races at the end of the year for the playoffs. I, th- I think it's going to be a good season. That's all. Now, what does Mark Cuban have in mind? <laughs> As he's going to sell, he's selling his majority stake. Yeah, to the team, and a lot right. of people think he's going to challenge Biden for president. He says he's not in twenty. He says he's not in twenty twenty four. Unless he's going to be like I don't know what what happens in 1968 when Lyndon Johnson pulled out and then uh, yeah and then somebody else Robert Kennedy got in the race late that'd be fun. Not, this country will never vote for a Jew for president. Yeah. Right. People in 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 basketball. So I... They vote for a Cuban. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cuban. Yeah. Anyway. Cuban did you guys see or hear the story? I saw this when uh, San Diego Spurs coach. San Antonio. San Antonio's coach. Yeah. I forgot his name. Real fast. Paul, Greg Popovich. Yeah. Popovich. He grabbed the microphone yeah. while yeah. the game was going on. Yeah. Because the home team fans, the Spurs fans, were booing Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers. And he went to the microphone and said, come on, let them play. It's not who we are. Of course it is who we he are. He was criticized for saying that. You should be. Imagine him coming to the, you know, him him and Kawhi go back a while. Yeah. Still, he was he was criticized for, for saying that to his fans. Gerald? Also regarding Mark Cuban, he's leaving Shark Tank. Yes. That's right. What or shark maybe tank? That's right. For the presidency. What yeah. shark tank? The TV show. You don't watch it? No. Never heard of it. Oh, Are you right. kidding me? It's on, it's on every, every minute of the day. Like 12, 13, I live a very sheltered yeah. life. I never heard He's of it. He's kidding. I don't watch any reality show. We're running out of time. So I'm going to pull the plug on you guys. Just got a, a trivia for about 10 minutes before, right. the, before um, we shut down here completely. So I have some more stuff to say. I'm going to bank it for next week. So let's do trivia for about 10 minutes. I'm only going to say bye-bye, and we'll start with Milton. Okay. In, on September 24th, 1972, Joe Namath had one of his best games he ever had against the Colts. He threw six touchdowns for 496 yards, and Unitas th- had 376 yards for a total of 872, which at that time was a lot of yardage. It's been passed since then. Can you name the Jets that he threw the touchdown passes to? Six of them. Don Maynard. Don Maynard. I wouldn't say Maynard. Wait, one, one went to Ed Bell. One went to Maynard. Lamons. Pete Lamons. Lamons. Matt no. Snell. One Boozer. went to one went to Boozer. Boozer. Who caught three of them? Three touchdown passes. Aki? No. Rich, Ca- Rich Caster. Oh, oh, Rich Caster. Wow, right. Yeah, Rich Caster. Was he blind in one eye? And one other thing, after the game, they asked him, is that one of the best days you ever had? And Namath smiled and said, no, my, one of my best days was on 6th Street and Big Falls. <laughs> you know, kidding around. But that was one of his best best uh, games, six touchdowns. You know, the record is seven, I believe, by Drew, Drew Brees. I don't know. 
All right, uh, Fred. Okay, what current NBA head coach was once the head coach at Adelphi University basketball team? Wait, I went to Adelphi. Yeah. There's a head coach who's an NBA coach now? From Delphi from 1995 to 1999. Wow. Mark, you don't know? Uh-oh. I was long gone. <laughs> they asked me for money each year. I say no. But um, uh. <laughs> He was the Adelphi coach, and now he's an NBA coach? NBA head coach. <laughs> head coach. Is Wright, is Wright an NBA coach? What? Is Wright an NBA uh, coach? No. Jay Wright was at Hofstra anyway. Oh, uh. no. We don't What's know. I don't know. No one knows. You know, Steve Clifford, that. coach of the Charlotte Hornets. There's no anything to me. No one told me. Yep. They mentioned <laughs> it on the Nick game the other night. They, wow. Yeah, I, just, I, got wow. <laughs> I was around there seven years. Wow. It took me seven years to get my degree. No, I went four <laughs> years undergraduate and three graduate. You turned it on. Uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike. Michael. Uh, okay. I got a two-parter. Okay, uh, who caught Doug Flutie's Hail Mary, and who was the coach of BC and University of Miami at the time? Gerald Phelan. Gerald Phelan. Gerard Phelan. Right. Gerald Phelan. Tom, yeah. Was Tom Coughlin the coach of BC? Who no. no. Tom Coughlin wasn't the coach. No. no. Was Howard Schnellenberg a coach of no. Miami? No, that was Miami. Maybe. No. Maybe. Yeah. But who was the coach of uh, BC at the time? That's the question? Yeah. Who coached of BC and Miami at the time in 84? Well, he said Schnellenberger from Miami. No? Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson? I think he replaced Schnellenberger. Jimmy Johnson. That's Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. All yeah. right. And who's the coach of BC? Who is it? No. I don't know. It was Jack John Coughlin. Jack. Jack McNeil. Uh, oh, Jack Bricknell? Name two NFL teams that have footballs within their logos. I think you did this one, Mark. Yeah, we ready the answer. We forgot. We all forgot, but you did it. Yeah, it was the Jets and the Bucks. It. Usually I cross my questions out. The Jets and the Bucks. All right, go ahead. Who else? Questions. What relief pitcher <laughs> was five foot eight, and the Yankees got him from Baltimore in 1972, and played for the Yankees for three seasons, and his career record was seven to three with a 1.99 ERA. Little Give Bobby Shant. I'll give his FB. Bobby Shant. No, not Bobby Shant. FB. Seventy two. The 75, three seasons. FB. Oh. FB. Fred Bean. Fred Bean, Bean Fred is Bean. correct. Right. Just came to me. Wow. Good guess. Hey, more questions. Me. You guys don't do questions. No, no, no. Which lefty Yankee? Yankee What's the lefty. Most... Wait, wait, wait. Milton, Which... Milton has one. I got one. Right, What's the Milton's most yardage passed in a postseason? What? Most uh, your um, your uh, yards of a quarterback in a postseason game. Postseason. Okay. I think it's Tom Brady. Yes, sir. Five oh five. Yeah. Okay. 
Anybody oh, else? Which Yankee lefty pitcher came from the Dodgers and pitched with the Yankees from 69 to 73? Oh. Uh, he had a one-hitter in 1971. He was 31 and 32 with the Yankees with a 4.31 ERA. He came to the Yankees? Came to the Yankees in 71. They got him from the Dodgers. Mike You're right. You're right. Mike Kekich is correct. Hey, how do you like that? Yeah, but his wife didn't stay with the Yankees. No, she stayed. <laughs> and right. here's another question: Who did right, he switch? Who did he switch families with? Right, Fritz Peterson. 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 Right, right. Fritz. Yeah, I remember and that. Who, who made out better? Dogs. <laughs> who made out better? Well, who knows? Well, the, one, of, one of the women, one of the women uh, didn't, one didn't want it. Got divorced. Didn't want it. Yeah. They so one of them dogs and everything. Dogs <laughs> and the whole bit. Oh All right. man. All right. Makes for a who, good who has the most yardage passed in a and not a post in a regular season game? Pros? Van Brocklin. Oh, Van Brocklin. Wow. All right, guys. All right. A minute or two. So All right, I'll be again, I'll be back with another song next week. A song next okay. week. You have a closing Sorry. song for us? Well, you know what? Closing I didn't know you song? were going to do it today. I would have had one. Always a closing song. Make that a regular. All right. We'll Guys, have a great uh, week. You too. Yeah, too. We'll, Thank we'll, you, see you. we'll see you in December. Yes. 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 December. Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl Harbor Day. December 7th. September. Hey, guys. Great talking Take sports. Take care, everybody. Take, Take care, care, guys. Take care. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. See you Tuesday, Jeff. Tuesday. Yes.